Angeles. Welcome into another episode of the Rams Skinny here on the LA Football Network, live on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. I'm your co-host, Ryan Dyer, joined as always by the main man, the Rams beat writer, our managing editor, provocateur, hipster, the man with the beautiful hair and long locks, my good friend, Ryan Skinny T. Anderson. What's up, brother? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, good friend. I love that. That's a that's what I want to be known as right there. Dyrude's good friend. I, I love yes, that. That uh, you know, we we had a we had a false start, but I'll say it again. Uh, trying out a new tagline uh, for the web or for the uh, for the show is the most influential Rams podcast, and uh, there's proof. There's proof now. Uh, I said it last week. Uh, signed Mason Crosby. They went out and did it. So thank you, Les Need, for uh, listening to my advice. And if you need any more, you know how to you know how to get a hold of me. Come on the show. That's right. He listens. We got Mason Crosby. We talked about Robbie Gold. He's now retired, so he must have listened. Um, I love that. The most influential Rams podcast. And thank you all for hanging out, helping this thing grow. It's been awesome to see over the last, you know, this season, this thing start. We started this from zero. I mean, I used to do the L.A. football show that we talked Rams and Skinny, you would come on as a guest. And so we decided to start the Rams Skinny as a sole Rams show this season. So starting from zero, we've seen it grow. Thanks to you guys. Help us keep it going. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't yet subscribed, please hit that like and subscribe button. Um, if you're fans of other LA football teams, we have a USC LAFB channel. We have a UCLA LAFB channel. We have a Chargers LAFB channel. Of course, you can find everything in one spot at LAFBnetwork.com. And obviously, the Ram Scanning is everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Hit that subscribe there. We appreciate it. And if you're on radio, thanks for making us a part of your commute. So big game this week, though, Skinny, with the Rams and the Ravens traveling to Baltimore. It's going to be a cloudy, potentially rainy day at M&T Bank Stadium. Quickly, I got to share a story with you. I know I, I tried to do this earlier, but I'm going to retell it. So you'll be hearing it for the second time. So it won't be as as uh, nuanced, I guess. But we booked a trip recently. And I did not look at the schedule when doing so. I work from anywhere, so I didn't have to really check like, oh, based on you know work schedule, I just know I'm going to be working on football games. I just can be wherever I want to be, which is a beautiful thing. I didn't look. My niece recently moved to Baltimore, and we've been wanting to go to the East Coast for Christmas. We always go to Colorado, but we wanted to make a pit stop on the East Coast. My good friend also just moved to New York City, so we're like, all right, let's go go to Baltimore. Then we can go visit our friend in New York, and then from there, we'll fly to Denver to see my folks. So we're leaving on Wednesday. So in five days, we're leaving on Wednesday to go to Baltimore. Did not look at the schedule and realize the Rams will be in Baltimore three days prior playing. So I am very upset with myself that I not look because we would have flown out a little earlier, spent more time out there, gone to the game, met some of the Ramley on the East Coast. So a little bummed with my my decision making there. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, that would have been a really uh, good uh, stadium to check off the list. Uh, Baltimore seems like a great town, seems like a great, uh, obviously a great football organization, but uh, really, really good, nice fans out there, I'd imagine as well. So bummer, man, maybe yeah. hey, good, good news is it's uh, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So big L for me, but oh, well, what can you do? We'll be watching it from the beautiful confines of Los Angeles and uh, keeping coverage from there anyway. So uh, before we get any further, real quick, got to tell talk to you about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Please head to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app on the App Store or Google Play. When you create an account, enter your first-time deposit. It only has to be 10 bucks. 
Use our promo code RAMSLAFB. That's all one word, RAMSLAFB. You're going to get a match deposit up to $100. Put in 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks. You put in the minimum of 10, get 10 free bucks. Now you got 20 to play with. The pick'em is a blast. You pick two to five players. Got to have one from a different team, any sport. You're choosing over-unders. If it's right, you win money. I had a big one going last night, Skinny T. Almost won 1500 bucks. Michael Porter Jr. needed one more rebound for a double-double. They would have won me $1,500. So it's a lot of fun. It keeps uh, the games interesting. Underdog Fantasy, promo code RAMSLAFB. Playoff game. This is a playoff game for the Rams, essentially. You have an 8-3 and three Ravens team, who is the cream of the crop up at the top of the AFC. You have a 6-6 six and six Rams team tied for 8th in the NFC, clawing their way back from 3-6 and six to get in the playoff picture. And if they can go into Baltimore and come out with a win, then I think it's safe to say and nationally they'll get the, the respect that they are truly a good football team. And Sean McVay has done one hell of a job in coaching this team to 7-6, and six, but it's going to be a tough, tough task. As we always do, Skinny, from above the stadium, the faraway lens, just your biggest kind of looking at this game. Yeah, you know, this is going to be the – biggest test of of this version of the Rams team you know we saw kind of earlier on um uh, a team that hadn't matured to the point it is now um and we saw over the last two weeks uh they're looking really good their offense is humming it's on track they scored 30 points uh two weeks in a row last week against uh, the league's best defense they scored 36 points uh, 34 on the offense anyway, but uh, a good showing against uh, that that really great defense. Well, this week it's the second best defense in the league, so things don't get any easier. The Ravens yeah. lead the league in sacks. Um, they are they're it's they're not uh, they're they're going from the pot and into the fire. Uh, I, I guess they would say. So um, you know this offense is go- going to have to continue to show up. This offense is going to have to uh, score points and. The biggest thing is is Sean McVay is going to have to remain um, patient and calm and uh, continue to run the ball against this team because if there's one way you can beat the Ravens, uh, it's on the ground. Uh, they are actually the 26-ranked uh, uh, team against gap uh, 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 running um, – sorry, gap runs uh, calls mm-hmm. uh, from offenses. So, uh, you know, the Rams are set up to do that. They can win, but Sean McVay has to stay patient. Uh, the Ram or the the Ravens are going to put up points in this game. They, they might come early as well, but Sean McVay is going to have to stay uh, patient and and deliberate and and make sure his play calls are uh, the right ones at the right times. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great shout. And um, for me, the big big kind of lens is you know. You're, the offense is going from the number one defense to the number two defense. So shouldn't be a huge change there in what they need to do. Everything you just said is is well said in terms of, you know, running gap scheme and, and whatnot and being creative still, which we talk about all the time and sticking to the run. But defensively, going from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson is is quite the leap there. And that's the big difference maker. And you look at the playmakers that this Ravens team have, and obviously, per usual, they're kind of banged up in the running back room, but they still run the ball effectively. You look at OBJ, obviously, who we know well here in L.A., winning a Super Bowl with the Rams, and and he's kind of getting his stride going. And um, Zay Flowers is having a, a great, great rookie season. And, you know, we just saw this team in L.A. just a few weeks ago when they played the Chargers, and the Chargers defense did a pretty good job of slowing them down. They ended up putting up 22, 20 points total, but the Chargers defense was able to, 
you know, alleviate those big plays and kind of keep them in check outside of when it mattered most at the end of the game. They gave it the big, you know, rushing touchdown to Zay Flowers on that nice play design. I'm at the end, but up till that, it was a, it was a, it was a one score game, 13 total points, I believe until that touchdown and and they did well. So the Rams could, could learn something, I think from that tape in how Brandon Staley and the Chargers were able to kind of neutralize them. So huge test going from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson still to this day, probably doesn't get the respect he deserves nationally for the type of quarterback he is. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts on, on Lamar Jackson. I mean, do you, are you there yet where you think he's a year in and year out envy? Obviously he's won an MVP, but is he that caliber quarterback every time? Is he still need to prove some things to you? What's your thought on L Jacks? Uh, he's proved everything he needs to prove to me. That's for sure. I, I think he's fantastic. Uh, and you know, the dual threat that he brings is one of the most formidable in the league. And uh, we're seeing it this year, you know, they bring, bring in a new offensive coordinator uh, kind of mix things up. And they're one of the best offenses in the league. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, but the offense, especially, you know, he's, you know, he's one of the, he's the reason that the rest of the run game uh, continues to uh, churn, even though they lose guys every year, it seems like, uh, you know, go on IR. Uh, well, they're, they're a draft pick that they continually can't keep healthy is uh, uh, he's, he's, he's not uh, staying on the field. That's for sure. But um, yeah, I, Nothing, nothing to prove on my my end. Uh, you know, he's he's proved he can be a pocket passer. He's actually one of the uh, most accurate passers when it comes to inter, intermediate uh, throws mm-hmm. of more than ten yards. So, you know, he can he can make those throws. So, you know, in terms of that conversation, there there's nothing there's there's nothing there that he needs to prove to me. And if, if anybody else, if, if from my vantage point, now there there's the news that came out that he was not uh, not feeling so well, didn't practice on mm-hmm. Thursday. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see what that looks like on Sunday, but, um, you know, he is, he is, he is not Joe Flacco. That's why I'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though Joe Flacco elite, Joe Flacco is the sole owner of a Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl, ironically enough, obviously MVP. Uh, MVP. There you go. Elite Joe. And, and apparently amongst many of the national and out of touch fans, Lamar Jackson is yet to be elite. I don't get it either. I feel like Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford are very similar, not at all in play style or whatever, but similar in, in regards to just never get enough respect. It's like, what more do they have to do to get respect? Like Matthew Stafford, same here. It's like, he's always, Oh yeah, he's got a nice arm. Like, Oh, he's had some good years, but there's always a, but like, uh, Oh, but he had Calvin Johnson in, in Detroit, but he has Sean McVay as his head coach and Cooper cup as his receiver. I mean, you see some of the, you see that throw to Pukunakua last week. That was an dot that he threw over a, over a backer in between a safety to spring Pukunakua open for that 70 yard touchdown. And you know, the good quarterbacks, good quarterbacks can throw to open receivers, great quarterbacks throw receivers open. And I think certainly Matthew Stafford can do that. I think Lamar Jackson can do that as well. And that's what, you know, this Rams defense will have to prepare for. And when you look at explosive plays, Lamar Jackson has six uh, 40 plus yard well 30 40 plus yard throwing plays honestly through the air 40 yards but you know what i'm trying to say he's there's been 40 plus yard plays that he has been a throwing play from in he has six stafford has five so they're fairly similar to that i think maybe you will know i think purdy actually Brock purdy leads the league with nine such plays um you know that's thanks to a lot of broken runs with uh christian mccaffrey and uh debo samuel but hey that's neither here nor there it's a different podcast for week 18 that we'll talk about 
but Lamar Jackson is no slouch. And um, I think uh, we'll see a very good game from him. And so here's what I'll ask you. How, as a defense, can this Rams unit neutralize him? Obviously, you know, getting pressure and sacking him is great, but he's someone that can escape pressure. So is it, is it, um, you know, just being very smart at the edge and not pursuing too much. So if you get pressure from the interior, from Kobe Turner and Aaron Donald, he can't just escape. Like, what do you think the defense can do to have a shot at slowing Lamar down? Uh, It's going to be a hard one. It's going to be a hard day for this defense. Um, You know, they've cleaned up a lot of their issues uh, in missed tackles, uh, which is job one uh, for this defense. They were having uh, a really hard time early on in the season, but they've 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 done a good job of reversing that. So that trend needs to continue. Um, you know, the starting edge rushers for the Rams are both on the uh, injury report right now. They both didn't practice on on Wednesday. So Michael Hoyt and Byron Young both at right now, let's say they're questionable to play. We will find out uh, what the official uh, call is on that. Um, but. You know, you got a rookie and then a converted uh, defensive lineman moving out to the edge. Um, that's what they were rolling into the season with. Now, Brian uh, Byron Young has done a fantastic job, and Michael Hoyt has not been a, uh, an embarrassment, um, you know, at the edge. So, but if 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 the second stringers come in, that's that's another that's another drop uh, in talent. So that's kind of your first line of defense of not allowing Lamar to just run over you. And if if you look at the previous opponents that the the Rams have played with mobile quarterbacks, they struggled. Um, they struggled against Jalen hurts and they struggled against, um, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson was able to pick up first downs and, and keep the, keep the Colts in the, in the game that they played Rams ended up winning that game in overtime, but, Mm -hmm. um, that is, you know, that's, that's the concern, um, is that he's going to keep, he's going to keep them in the game. And I, you know, Ernest Jones, you know, that's, that's the guy I'm looking at to be play, play one of his best games of his career. He's going to have to play. Um, So between cleaning up missed tackles, making sure that that trend continues and, and, and uh, Ernest Jones just playing with his hair on fire, uh, but in a controlled manner, you know, running around with his hair on fire, but under control and and reading the play correctly and understanding, you know, it's not going to be Keaton Mitchell. It's not going to be Gus Edwards. Oh, it's Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, that's, that's a tough job. Yeah. Yeah. Tough job for anyone to be able to do. Um, And when I, I look back to that chargers game last game, they played and, you know, he ended up having 11 carries. Obviously a lot of those are not designed runs, they're scrambles, but uh, the Chargers were able to keep him in check with, you know, I think 39 yards had like a 3.5 yard uh, per carry average. And so that is what the Rams will have to do. Like you said, on those extended plays, not letting them extend drives with his legs, because that's where he's so dangerous. And that's what makes him such a good quarterback is he can beat you with his arm. Absolutely. But he can beat you with his legs uh, just as good, if not better sometimes. So Ernest Jones being that kind of QB spy, following him around who's done a great job all year, but yeah, it's, this will be this toughest task because as great as Anthony Richardson looked early on as a rookie, as great as Jalen hurts can be. I mean, when it comes to just pure athleticism, Lamar Jackson's probably the most athletic quarterback that we have in the game today. So it's uh, yeah, a tall task, but if Aaron Donald can get some pressure, that certainly helps you do that. The other part of our ad skinny is in that secondary. When you look at a Keller Witherspoon, when you look at, um, all these other guys that uh, have been playing well, Darion Kendrick and whatnot, how are they going to slow down, you know, Zay Flowers, OBJ? Because if you can keep them in check and force 
and force Lamar then to get kind of happy in the pocket, get kind of the, the happy feet moving around. Then you give yourselves a good chance with that defensive front to get after them. But if they're able to just get open really quickly, then they're going to move the ball down the field very effectively, which I know they like to do on offense. So um, going to be a tough task for this, this secondary as well. But, you know, I, I don't think there's, I, I just mentioned to everyone in their receiving core. I think they have some good receivers, but you know, this secondary has played some really good receivers already this season. So I don't think it's going to be anything they haven't seen before in terms of talent and skill set. Um, but whether they can consistently keep doing what they've been doing um, will be another question. I think they can, but we'll see. I mean, that's, that's the yeah. other kind of layer to this. Well, and, and, you know, Lamar's favorite receiver, Mark Andrews has been out though for, well, he yeah. missed most of the Bengals game. He's certainly not going to play in this game, but you know, the, the question I have in my mind is, is Mark Andrews so important to this uh, Ravens offense that that's why they were only able to put up 20 points against the Chargers, who their track record as a defense has not been stellar this season. So, you know, is is that is that something that the Rams will be able to take advantage of or have the Ravens begun to fix uh, the, the big hole that's left by Mark Andrews, which we don't know the answer to that yet. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it's something that they at, at least don't have to worry about. And, uh, you know, Zach Ertz is out there. We'll see, uh, what he, what, what decision he makes about, uh, where he wants to play tight end, but that seems like a great spot for him to land, um, where he can, uh, you know, he can, uh, be a contributor, uh, right away. And, uh, with, uh, you know, getting, getting, getting a lot of playing time there. That's a, yeah, that's a great call. Um, cause they, they certainly, I mean, that was the number one. Mark Andrews to Lamar Jackson is Travis Kelsey to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's, that's the matchup that everyone has to take into account. And, and he is, and has been the best weapon for Lamar Jackson since he was drafted out of Oklahoma. And, and so without him, it definitely hurts their chances. They've been able to, you know, still get over that and still have a good record. And obviously um, we're able to beat the chargers in that regard. So. It's a great point. We'll see. But Zach Ertz, I think, is a, it would be a great fit there. Where is he even – is he still just thinking Eagles? Is that the top one on his list right now? I've heard Niners as well, but, the, you know, they got Kittle there, and, you know, I don't know what his role would be if – Yeah. I mean, certain they, – they seem like they're just adding anybody that wants to come play for him right now, which is, you know, if you if you want to get another ring, you know, might as well try it out with them. But, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously you add ammunition, so that helps. But yeah, go to a team that is in need of someone to fill that void that also is has Super Bowl aspirations. I feel like that makes a lot of sense in Baltimore. So just don't sign till after this week. Don't go signing on Friday on Saturday, and all of a sudden we're like, oh great, now we get to play against Zach Ertz. So um, let's flip it over to uh, the offense. Well, real quick, actually, I wanted to ask you this: in your opinion, is there a better linebacking duo than what the Ravens have right now? with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. I mean, that's got to be up there. Okay. I'm putting you on the spot, but can you think off the top of your head of a better linebacking duo? Um, I mean, no, I think that's, that's <laughs> gotta be, uh, you know, you got Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, uh, but you got to worry about Dre Greenlaw uh, picking fights with the water boy or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting a lot but of penalty I, yards, but even, even just a straight up matchup. I think of those two, you know, you saw the difference that he that he made uh, when they brought in Roquan Smith uh, to that Baltimore defense last year. Was it just last year? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a, you know he's a difference maker. You know, and you think about Shaq Leonard. You know, joining joining. Uh, um, where did he go? Philly. Philly. <laughs> Philly. Yeah. And you know, just 
after after what the Niners did to Philly, uh, just across the middle and in, in the in that mid, uh, intermediate area, and just like mm-hmm. just broke them apart. And it's just like difference maker in the middle. There you go. Answer question yeah. answered solved. You know so exactly. And you know their their last game they played both graded by PFF over 90 Patrick Kroon with a 94 Roquan Smith with a 91.4 um, against that Chargers so that'll be a good segue now to the offense like if you're the Rams offense and we saw what they were able to do last week and granted it was it was close up until the fourth quarter and the offense kind of really then took off in the fourth quarter and, and broke it wide open to get to 36 but how do you foresee them able to kind of go against this, this defense that has star power at all levels? When you look at, uh, we just mentioned those linebackers, you look at the defensive line, Jadavion Clowney is kind of having a rebirth in his, you know, later years, they have, um, you know, Hamilton on the back end at safety, the great, the great kid out of Notre Dame, the golden Domer as, as you're a fan of obviously. And Kyle Van Oy signed with there. Who's, who's a great veteran presence. They got Ronald Darby signing this off season. Who's a veteran corner. Plus obviously other much more talented corners. So wait, where do you attack? If you're the Rams, in your opinion, do you, do you attack, like you said, the gaps in the run game, which they've, they've been susceptible to the gap schemes. Do you really get Cooper cup and Puka Nakua involved, but try to keep them out of the middle with those backers and just do outside stuff. Like, what do you think this Rams offense needs to do? Yeah, it starts on, on the ground. You know, I think that's, you know, this is a team that's always physical year in year out. This is one of the most physical teams. And it's just the, this built into their DNA. It's John Harbaugh. It's everybody in that building. Um, and we've seen in the past, uh, Sean McVay just really struggling to, to keep up with, uh, teams that match them physically. So I'm going to yeah. say this, this game is going to be decided in the trenches. This is going to be the big boys. This is going to be, this is on like last week, just like last week. And they, and they did a great job. They kept, uh, you know, Stafford upright and that's what yep. they're going to have to do again. 47 sacks on the season for this, uh, uh, Ravens team. And, um, you know, it's. They, they lead the league and they, they just cannot, the, the offensive line is going to have to uh, protect Stafford as well as they did last week. And that's, that's no easy task. You, you listed off all the guys, um, but it's not going to, this game isn't going to come down to one or two key players uh, just making big plays. I don't think this is just mm-hmm. going to be a uh, smash mouth football, um, you know, hard fought all the way. Um, and then as I was talking about at the beginning, Sean McVay is just going to have to trust that his team, his offense is going to be successful for all four quarters and not try to just uh, take big strikes. Uh, just sound football first, first and second down, just three, four five yards, just keep moving that ball. Uh, and then if that sets up a, a, a great play to Tutu Atwell or uh, Puka Nakua, or, you know, go for it. But yeah. this game, offensive line is that this that's the key and my gal yeah (laughs) it's a tough one (laughs) we we talked last week about physicality and like all right this was an opportunity this rams team has always kind of been a finesse team and 11 personnel and the flash and the big plays and and this and they've never been known as a smash mouth team and last week we talked about how going against this browns team like they need to start making a name for themselves as a a more grinded out smash mouth type team and they did that in the draft as we talked about with getting steve avila they added kobe turner to the defense they brought in kevin dotson during free agency who's been a godsend at at the right guard position and they were able to do that and so now this is another back-to-back game where they can start to prove themselves as not the glitz and glam of la but the more the 
AFC or the in or AFC North style of football that the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers, they all play. And, and so it's a great opportunity for them to keep stacking on that. And, you know, it starts with Steve Avila, who's just an absolute meat grinder, just an absolute mauler. And then it ends with the way that Sean McVay calls plays. And I think, like you said, sticking to that run, which we've been pounding the table for all year, and they've started to do more because we are the most influential Rams podcast in LA. So they've been listening, but um, it's, it's so important. So kind of final question, and then we can do predictions. And I probably know your answer based on everything we just said, but just to, for the food for fodder, I guess. Who do you, not name Matthew Stafford, is most important offensively in this? Is it Kyron Williams? Is it Cooper Cup? Is it Pukunakua? Those are my options. Those those are the guys I get to pick from. Unless you want to throw a fourth one in there, go ahead. Well, I, this is your show. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I was going to say an offensive lineman, but I, I'm I, I'll stick with the offensive weapons. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to say that this is going to this should be a Cooper Cup game. This yeah, or is let kinda... me ask you this before you. Ex- expand on that sorry do we know for sure is tyler higby out uh well he didn't practice yesterday i don't know you know he's out with a neck injury so that's always a little bit dubious but uh yeah i don't think there's any word i haven't seen anything okay i would think uh, he will not play so i can just add that do you think a, a tight end is going to need to step up or stick with cooper cup sorry go ahead I won't oh tight end that's a fascinating that's a fascinating question to see who's going to step into that role <laughs> you know it's just ben skoranek <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> hey, you know, Ben Skoranek, uh, you know, that's an interesting answer right there uh, because he's a physical guy, you know, and he's going to, you know, if he's a kind of a lead blocker, uh, use, use him, using him in motion to kind of, uh, you know, hit one of those gaps and uh, take out uh, one of those uh, linebackers if he can. That's an interesting answer right there. I kind of like that one, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cooper cup just because he's a veteran. He's uh, he's been in these games before. Uh, he's, he's, he's been ground down to just a nub in games and, uh, come out, uh, looking, looking all right and putting up, uh, good stats. So I think old reliable, uh, for Matthew Stafford, uh, old you know, reliable. he's going to, that's, that's, that's his role in this game. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And we, we talked last week, we want to see him have that breakout performance since coming back from injury that, you know, Start people start to question like, is he ever going to be elite again? Is he this good? So it'd be nice to see him against this defense have that Cooper Cup like game. Um, I'll go. I, I feel like I've had this answer the last three weeks, but it just shows how important is the offense. I'll go with Kyron Williams again. You know, run that gaps game, stick to the ground, make the defense you know, punish them, make them tackle, and obviously we know how important he is in the in the passing game as well, being that that 2023 Todd Gurley version of the Sean McVay offense, and he certainly has done it to a a proud rendition if you will um the sequel's never as good as the original but this one's been pretty close so far and uh, they just got to keep it going but um all right score predictions what do you got in this one you got the what is it nine and three ravens i had it all teed up and now i uh forgot off the top of my head yes the nine and three ravens six and six rams who are you taking on this one uh, the Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. I don't know if we said that at the top, but that is, yes. a, that is a hefty sum uh, to win by. I, you know, Rams have always been competitive in every game they've played almost this season, uh, except for maybe one or two exceptions. Um, and I am going to say that they're going to continue to be uh, competitive. I think that this offense is is going to kind of have a repeat re- performance against uh, a very good defense. So I'm going to say that they get over the 30, 30 point hump. First time I've predicted that in, in probably six weeks or something. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that they, I don't think they get it done though. 
They're going to cover though. 37, 32. Okay. There you go. Uh, 37, 32. Nice high scoring game. When you got two great defenses, I love it. Um, yeah. Seven and a half point favorites. Odds brought to you by Bet Online, our friends at Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, gets you a 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Yeah, you know, I want to pick the Rams. They're on a three game win streak. Um, Like I said, if they win this game, it it just proves that they truly are a potential, you know, playoff team and they are a really good team. I, I believe that. I still think they can be a playoff team. I do believe they are a good football team. They're well coached. I just think at this point, on the road, the Ravens are a better team. So I agree. I think the Ravens do sneak this one out. I think it'll be close. It's going to be well fought. But you get the 10 o'clock kick time for the Rams. Every West Coast team always struggles with that 10 a.m. kick time for whatever reason. Um, it's going to be probably rainy, cloudy, cold, uh, which is obviously not optimal weather for our glitz and glam Rams. But, hey, if they're getting back to this smash mouth, maybe they won't even care. But keep it close. 37-32, I want it, I want it to be that kind of game. Um, I'll go a little lower score, and I think they cover as well. Um, so I'll go 27-21 Ravens win. But it'll be close. Well fought. And a, a moral victory, which there's no such thing, but as a podcast host, we can call it that. I love it. Yeah. We, we get to have our own rules. You know, footballers right. have their own rules. They make a lot of money. We get yeah. to make up our own rules for stuff. Hey, moral victories do exist. When you're the most influential Rams podcast in the land, you can absolutely make up your own rules. So (laughs) that being said, thank you everyone for hanging out with us. This is the Rams skinny for Ryan skinny Tanderson. I'm Ryan Dyer. Everyone have a great weekend again, please like, and subscribe to the show. If you're on YouTube, it's Rams LAFB. If you're not, you can go look it up. Uh, Check out all of our Rams content at LAFBnetwork.com. Plenty of great articles from Skinny T here, plus all of our other Rams and all of our other LA football coverage. And like and subscribe if you're on Apple, Spotify, wherever. And if you're on radio, drive safe, get home on this Friday night to your loved ones. Everyone, appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Go Rams. Hopefully we're both wrong. We can be talking about a victory on Monday, which is the hope. Would love to be proven wrong in that. But have a good one. We'll talk to you guys all next week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.